Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talkin' Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold it to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Treat these tracks just for the fuel cars. Hell, Ray Charles could drive one of them damn things in his current state. Just listen to 351 work. Green is Mike. So, what about the sideways? You've got to race in your own lane. Now he's on the grass, he brings it back. That's a great driving there. Torque and Power. Your motoring and motorsport podcast. All right, welcome everyone to episode eight of Talking Power. I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. We've got lots to talk about tonight. We, well, we haven't got a lot of motor racing to talk about, but we've got lots of other stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We got so, to. Who yeah, wants to apologise first, me or you? I'll go first. I'll go first. Now it's come to my attention from an avid listener. Well, he was a listener, and I hope to get him back on board, and some of his friends, that um, our political views may have offended them somewhat. Now, I did explain to this to this friend of mine that um, our views are taken in jest, and they're, they're just a bit of fun, light-hearted fun. I think, I think you're beating around the bush a little bit. Right, let's just get straight to the point. We've been accused of a liberal bashing. Yeah, we have. We have. I personally think that we bash in all three colours, red, blue and green. <laughs> we do. We do. We even bash on Holden people and Ford people. And we bash on Lewis Hamilton a lot as well. <laughs> but we don't... If we've alienated someone for for being against the Liberal Party, it's it's not our intent. It's just we're having a bit of fun and we're pointing out some of the things that were obvious to us. But I certainly hope that these guys come back and start listening to us. I think... I, I mean, I'd like to think that we're fairly unbiased when it comes to political mm. opinion. And the reality is that... Um, well, I, I speak for myself in saying this. I was a blind Liberal voter mm. for most of my life. Um... It's only been uh, since being involved with the um, the Melton uh, precinct plan and getting that knocked on the head and having to meet with various members of local, state and federal government um, that I've my eyes have been opened up, I guess. At the end of the day, what I learnt from those meetings uh, was that it seems as though almost everyone in government is there for themselves and not for the people they're supposed to represent. So it, it, it may have seemed that I was picking on Liberals, or that we were both were. Uh, I, I apologise for that because our, our intention with this podcast is to open up debate about various issues, uh, not to single out any particular political faction. Mm. Um, but in saying that, we're going to have an election in four years' time, probably two elections mm. um, and I urge everyone to take this on board for the next uh, election don't vote 
red, blue or green just because you think you have to. Talk to these people, contact them yep. and see if they genuinely are going to represent you. Mm. Uh, me personally, I'd rather see the House of Representatives full of independents so that they can bargain on our behalf to get what's the best for us. Because uh, you know, right now, I think that we're all sort of getting pretty hard done by, by everyone. Council mm. rates are going up for no real reason. Electricity's going up. The idea of the government was that they were supposed to subsidise things like electricity and public transport. Instead, they're privatising them. So yeah. I don't know what's happened in the last 30-odd years, 40 years maybe, but um, it's not good. So, yeah, sorry if, if I offended you or, or if we both offended you, but that was never our intention. Now, while we're on the apologies, uh, I, I have to apologise also. I inadvertently quoted or, or rather misquoted Boris's column from bikeme.tv. If you ever get a chance to jump on uh, bikeme.tv, is the Dear George column, uh, which is uh, a series of fictional <coughs> letters between Jorge Lorenzo and uh, Luigi uh, Gigi Dalunya, which is a team manager for Ducati. What had happened was uh, Matt Key, sorry, Kiwi Matt from uh, Mac One Air Conditioning swung past and uh, got me to read some stuff uh, from the column by Boris, and uh, I inadvertently repeated it you know I, I didn't mean to plagiarize him but uh i've heard that boris is a rather scary person so i thought i'd better apologize matt contacted me he was a little bit worried about my my health and safety so all right so, okay. so i apologize boris yep <laughs> so anyway while we're on the subject of hardship mm. um i think uh we've seen a lot of sporting celebrities over the last couple of weeks uh, make real dicks out of themselves um obviously uh, Bernard Tomic is, is the one that's copped it the most in the media. But I, I want to do this alphabetically, right? So we'll start with, with the A's and then we'll move to the B's and the C's. So AFL, mm. uh, they, uh, I believe that this year uh, is probably, you know, most families are facing the, the greatest amount of hardship they've seen in, in the last decade, uh, certainly in, in this millennium. <laughs> And everything's going up. Our wages haven't gone up. Mm. And uh, the AFL players or the AFL union have gone in and asked for a pay rise. Now, the AFL have been very smart about this. They've just gone and said, yeah, whatever, boys, here you go. Here's the money. Um, mainly because they didn't want the bad press that the, the cricketers uh, have gotten. Um, now, what I want everyone to think about, right? So we're talking about millionaires here, right? It's the reality. I'm sick of hearing this bullshit about... Oh, you know, but they've only got 10 years. You know, if they got a million dollars a year for 10 years, right, most of my friends earn between thirty dollars and $50,000 a year. So if you take the top end of, of that $50,000, that means that it's going to take them 20 years to earn a million dollars. So if a footballer earns $10 million in his 10-year career, right, that's the equivalent of 200 years of someone that earns fifty grand a year. Mm. Right? I think that's ridiculous. And the problem here isn't, the footballers, it's the fans, yeah. right? Because if the fans watch it on TV and if they're prepared to get ripped off to go to these games to pay, God knows, how much is it to go to a game these days? Look, on a membership, $485 gets you to all the games. Okay, so it works out about 40, 40 bucks a bucks, game. Yeah, 40, okay, yeah. what about if you just come in off the street? Well, the problem is getting a ticket. 
Yeah. The, 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 yeah. For an Eagles game, you can't get a ticket. You got to book in weeks in advance, and if you're looking at around about fifty to sixty dollars. Fifty to sixty yeah. bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, um, how do the clubs get the money? to play these players millions of dollars uh, the sponsorship obviously yeah. is a big plays a big part mm-hmm. okay so so what we need to do is draw the money up that's that's the reality because i think they're getting paid too much it's as simple as that so that you know as much as i i like to believe that these people are passionate about what they're doing they wouldn't be asking for a pay rise if they're passionate about it okay now now uh, we'll go to the bees because i really want to get to the c so the bees are basketball okay now, the, the incident that happened was after signing a $30 million, $30 million contract right, for three years, so $10 million a year. Right? So, so we'll put that in perspective again. Okay? That's 200 years of an, uh, someone that's earning $50,000 a year. That's what this guy earns in one year. Right? After signing a thirty thousand, a thirty million, sorry, dollar contract, he and his mates went out and got on the turps, racked up a five hundred dollar uh, uh, bill at the bar, and when he went to tip the um, waiter, waitress, whoever it was, he gave them a uh, where are we here? Uh, a six dollar, no, yeah. sorry, nine dollar tip. Okay, now, so, so, so this is the deal, if you don't know about it. Okay, NBA player Andre uh, Robinson snagged a three-year, $30 million contract with Oklahoma City Thunder. He went out with his buddies and celebrated by leaving a thir- sorry, yep, $13 tip on a $487 bar tab. Okay, so it, it, the general consensus is that in America at the moment, you leave a 20% tip. Right, so round figures, right? If it was a five hundred bucks, it'd be a hundred buck tip. Mm. Sounds like a lot of money, but you've got to realise that they don't get a lot in terms of the base wage because it's deregulated in America, right? So they don't have a minimum wage like we do here, okay? So they rely on those tips, okay? And when I was there last it was fifteen percent and I've heard it's gone up to twenty percent. Right? Now, judging by his handwriting and, and uh, I'll get you to to, to put this I saw that. picture up on, the, on, the, um, on, our, on our Facebook page and website, right? Judging, he probably couldn't work out what 20% was because I don't think they <laughs> hire these guys for their, their intellect or their mathematical skills, they're purely their ball skills. Uh, I think that it sucks that someone that's just landed 30 million bucks, you know, is such a tight ass that he could only, you know, put out a, a, a $13 tip. But hey, yeah. whatever. Right, so so we'll move on to the C's, and that the C's are the cricketers, mm. right? The Aussie cricketers. Once again, okay. So so just for those of you that don't know, the average wage that an Aussie cricketer that plays international cricket earns is one point one nine million dollars a year. Mm. That's the average. That's not the top. Certainly not the bottom, but it's certainly not the top, right? So put that in perspective. A female cricketer earns $170,000 a year, Yep. right? Now, um, you know, I mean, we talk about parity and male privilege and all that stuff, whether you believe it or not, whatever it is, even $170,000, I mean, that's taxpayers' money there, mm. right? That's, that's the reality. These guys are trained 
by Cricket Australia. Cricket Australia is partially funded by the taxpayer, right? So Cricket Australia has put their foot down and they've said, nah, you know, we, we want to bring in this new system because we want to distribute the money better because we want more money for the grassroots players because the grassroots players at a state level only get a hundred and something thousand, yeah. which I still reckon is ridiculous. Now, what I want everyone to know is I was lucky enough to meet Tomo, the fast bowler. Yep. Right? Top bloke into drag racing. Used to race a Chevy Impala. I'm not sure what he's got these days. Um, really? Yeah, Tomo. yeah, he did. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, at Willowbank. Yeah, big drag racer. Big fan of drag racing. And and an all-round good guy, yep. right? Um, and we were having a bit of a chat because back in those days, I wasn't really into cricket that much, right? Mm. So he was quite shocked that I didn't know who he was, right? And and he thought that was really cool because, you know, well, we don't need to talk about cricket. We'll talk about drag racing. But we ended up talking about cricket. And over the years, I've met Merv Hughes and a couple of other cricketers working when I was working at SBS. And when during the Donald Bradman era, when Donald Bradman was running Cricket Australia... The cricket players used to have to leave their jobs and their family for, you know, a month at a time, sometimes more. And they would get $20 per game. And Don thought that that was too much. And this is what led to the World Series of Cricket because it meant that they could get paid some decent money, right? And they could get uh, extra money from uh, endorsing products and so on and so forth. Which I think $20 is ridiculous because these people were representing our country, right? Mm. And they were away from their families. And, you know, back in those days, the game was pretty brutal with the uh, body line and all that sort of stuff going on, right? But to go from $20 a game to over a million dollars, right, is ridiculous. That is ridiculous, right? So we're going to finish with my my little rant about money in sports with with, uh, Bernard Tomic, right? You know, saying that... uh, most of his fans, whether they like him or not, they'll only ever dream of buying the things that he can buy mm. himself, right? So it is estimated that it costs the Australian taxpayer, right, $4 million to train Bernard, okay? And he's earned, since he's been playing, approximately $25 million. He's 25 years old, right? And... Um, now people are saying that, you know, he's a sport brat. So, so I believe that throughout all sports now where these, these athletes uh, are earning these ridiculous sums of money, we, we've ended up with this what I call SBS, right? Yep. Right? Uh, uh, Spoiled brat syndrome, right? And we can blame it on them. We can say, oh, Bernard Tomic's a you know, bad guy. You know, his comments and the way he acted at Wimbledon saying that he was bored and he couldn't be bothered playing and, you know... He's, he's got 10 more years to earn money and that's it. And he's going to retire and like 35 from that point onwards, he's not going to do anything with his life because he's going to have that much money. He'll never be able to spend it all, blah, blah, whatever, right? No, oh, I'm still an AFL man, so I, but I, no, I do, no, I do, no, listen, no, no, no I do agree with you in in regards to the membership and putting their hand out for a pay rise this year. I thought that was extremely rich. AFL, right? I'm telling you, the way it's going, right? They might as well call it the WWF. So this is what it's become. It's become soccer, right? That's effectively what it's become. And that's why we're getting ties now. That's mm. the reality because they've made the game so... I'm not going to say that word, the G word, because you're not allowed to say that, right? But they've made it that soft now that it is effectively soccer mm. with an oval ball, right? And you're allowed to handball it, 
Yeah. That's that's what it's become. And just like soccer, you're going to see ties all the time. This anyway. Bull, I don't buy this bullshit that, oh, they're all that good. That's why the competition's that close. Come on, mate. How can you say that? <laughs> you know? Didn't that, that, like, backyard Sydney team starting to get up now? It's like Peel, Peel's getting up now. Well, Peel's Fremantle Dockers, their reserves team, so that's, that's of no surprise to me, but... <laughs> Anyway, I wish them all well. Anyway, speaking that's of our that's it, our <laughs> well, it's a good segue into the next segment. We're talking about spoiled brat syndrome, so it's a perfect segue to talk about Lewis Hamilton. Oh. And <laughs> I didn't see and, that coming. Oh, I, I thought I did well. Let's just have a listen to. Let's just have a listen here to Lewis Hamilton uh, prior to the race on the weekend. My only point there in, in the reply to him was that I hope that he uh, makes that clear because I had no intentions. There was no need for me to do something like that um, as I was in the lead. And, um, yeah, so and I accepted his apology and I moved forward. And, Sebastian, just a few words from you about the relationship with Lewis, the dynamic between you. Well, I'm happy to hear that uh, it doesn't seem to have a big impact. Um, obviously, what I did was wrong and I apologised. Um, I think it's totally up to to Lewis. Obviously, I did a mistake, so I can understand if he's upset. But uh, it's nice to hear that we're able to, you know, move forward. And uh, yeah, uh, I think the respect that we have for each other on track, off track, um, helps us in this regard. So we hear from Lewis there. I mean, he's he's still playing you, the victim a bit, isn't that? he? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, did you see he refused to shake his hand? No, that was in a, that was later on, and that that wasn't in that bit there. But yes, I, I was told about that. I actually a good friend of mine told me about that. Yeah, he wouldn't shake his hand. Wouldn't shake his hand no, in front no. of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess he was pissed that he got the five uh, five spot penalty for changing or for the transmission. Transmission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, if if this big deal. Uh, all this bullshit about, you know, oh, we don't want to show this unsportsmanlike behaviour, um, which was, you know, Vettel giving him a bump, mm. right? Um, then what about that? Not shaking not shaking someone's hand. And, you know, it, it's that whole thing, like, you know, we have these sayings in our culture like, uh, he's a good sport or be a good sport or, mm. you know... Uh, that's that's he's a real sportsman, or you know we we, we say all these na- these uh, we have these tags these uh, titles yeah you know that we use. Uh, it shits me because I can't look at anything that's happening with the AFL, with the tennis, with the cricket, with basketball, with Formula One at the moment. I look at these people and call them sportsmen because there's nothing sporting about what's going on, mm, right? Yeah. There is no passion anymore. This is all about dollars and cents. You know, Lewis is worried about whether he's going to get his contract again. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. After the way Daniel Ricciardo has has driven this <laughs> season, right, then I'll tell you what, if I was at Mercedes, I'd be looking to get rid of him and replace him with Daniel because you know you put Daniel... I mean, he's not in a good car, no. right? I mean, he's not in a bad car, but he's definitely not in a Mercedes, mm. right? You put him in that Mercedes, and I mean, he he fended him off. The commentators, like yeah, that, you, they, they wrote him off. The commentators you, were yep. basically saying, "Oh well, Lewis will get around him. It was two laps to go. Oh, Lewis, it was a, basically a formality." Uh, little did they know that Ricardo had other ideas. And and on top of all of that, Lewis had DRS in for those two laps, and and he still could not get around him. 
And uh, I thought it was an outstanding drive from Ricardo. I really did. That's five podiums in a row for young Daniel. Definitely. Definitely 100%. Yep. You know, give that kid one of those top-notch cars and the championships is. Yeah. You yep. know, he would have to have some incredible bad luck because his skill as a driver and his coolness under pressure mm. and his determination to, to get every last bit out of the car, it's incredible. Yeah. He's in, in, you know... I started this season cheering on Vettel, mm. right? Uh, but, you know, I tell you what, Daniel has really blown me away. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. Bottas did a bit of a sport brat syndrome as well. Wouldn't drink from the boot. Well, that was his problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Verstappen as well had clutch issues. Now, I don't know if that was borne by an error on his behalf, and then it certainly didn't help... Um, Danny Kvyat. Now, initially they reported Danny had a brake failure. I looked at that replay over and over again. It didn't look like a brake failure to me. It looked like he went way too hot in the first corner, cleaned up Alonso, who eventually cleaned up Verstappen, and Verstappen's race was over. But had he had not had that clutch issue, he wouldn't have been in that position. But I guess it's all very well to say if that hadn't happened, then that wouldn't have happened. But... Yeah, it was disappointing to see. Usually, Nick, if your brakes uh, have an issue, you end up going hot into a corner. It's I, I, I don't reckon there was... It, it was reported <laughs> that he had a brake issue, but it's since come out that he just went hot into the corner. Oh, OK. He just went hot into the corner. So I, I was a bit disappointed with the Williams as well. We come off the hire off Baku where they were... Well, Lance Stroll was up there in third place and uh, failed to get past... The, Got lucky, mate. It certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Everyone, so. everyone has their day in the sun. No, that's right. Yep, yep. No, that's it. So, yeah, five podiums in a row, and um, it was really good to see Daniel uh, back, back... Well, not back up there, still up there. So, hopefully, he can bring that through to Silverstone next week. It's a one-week break. So, yeah. they're straight off to to Great Britain. I love... It's one of my favourite tracks, that Silverstone. one. Silverstone, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, their day in the sun... Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty McLaughlin and uh, Jamie Wincup certainly had their day in the summer. They did, the, uh, yeah. The Townsville yeah. 400. Mm, they certainly did. It was an interesting weekend. Um, Fabian probably doesn't agree. He got caught up in two incidences, on one on Saturday, and um, where he got turned around in the opening lap. He managed to finish 13th on the Saturday. Uh, but the Sunday race, he he got he got banged up a bit by Lowndes by the look of it, and then uh, he put that awkward bump on Slade there. He just sort of went into that corner again, a little bit hot, and um, hot. got that 15 second penalty. So that was it was all over for him. It was interesting to note. I think that it. I don't know if it was reported during the race, but Scotty McLaughlin, they reckon, had a school suit issue yes. late in the race on Sunday. Yeah, which I, I actually watched have... the race from. Believe it or not, I know it's going to be hard to believe, but I watched it from start to finish. I thought I'd better watch one of these V8 races. Mm. And um, yeah, apparently the cool suit uh, froze up. Yeah, and uh, when that happens, you lose all cooling to yeah. yourself. So uh, you know. Incredible effort because I'd imagine it'd be pretty hot in one of those things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yep. So, uh, but yeah, he just he didn't have anything for Jamie. No. Um, it looked like it was going to be close. Like it looked like potentially. I mean, he had the the newer tires, and mm. uh, but I'd say they probably took a gamble on the aero and <clears throat> possibly went, you know, a little bit too hard with the aero and lost a little of straight line yeah. line speed. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Uh, it, it hasn't had 
well for those two anyway no. uh, a change and impact on the uh, on the championship no. points unfortunately no. for Fabian yeah. uh, he's been knocked back a little bit it's not good at all no not good no it was good to see fa- uh, sorry Scotty broke the lap record as well yes he did got into the one minute 11s so that was good to see that was on the Saturday actually yeah yeah, there was a lot of talk at that race about the female competitor. Oh, uh, Simona. Yeah. Apparently, she was lapping, you know, pretty fast. Mm. So, um, they, they were saying that she's just going to work on her qualifying position. And this is the, kind of the big problem with a lot of the uh, circuit racing at the moment. Um, if you start, you know, at the front of the grid, you have got a, a better chance mm. of... of um, of winning there isn't the the overtaking opportunities yeah and when you compare it with something like MotoGP um where we've seen Rossi come from the back of the grid mm, yeah. you know over over uh, the years that he's raced yeah so yeah. um yeah I mean it is it, it's an interesting thing and I don't think there is a solution we talk about this every episode but I don't think there is a uh, a real solution at this stage no no there's no silver bullet at the moment so the the um, uh, MotoGP raced uh, uh, the the German Grand Prix. Now I missed this race, unfortunately. I was um, making my way to Melbourne when this race was on, so I, I missed this. But I did I did try and catch as much of the highlights as possible. Well, we've we've seen this happen, uh, you know, it's seemingly across the board now, where uh, someone from uh, that country uh, gets out hmm. uh, and and leads. You know, for a little bit, and and in this particular case, it was Jonas. Jonas. Jonas Folger, who's German, and uh, he led uh, the race uh, for a substantial. He did, uh, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until finally, Marquez made a move on him, mm. um, which was great. It was um, you know, it's always good to have someone in the limelight. Uh, from the country that, that the race is on. Yeah. So we saw, um, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Uh, Zarco. Zarco, that's yeah. it, in France. Yep. Um, obviously. Uh, uh, the Italians in uh, Mugello. Yeah, that was. Um, uh, oh, God. Divisioso. Divisioso yeah. on the Ducati. On the Duke, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, in, in Italy and, uh, and now Folger uh, in Germany. Mm. Uh, so. It's really mixed up the um, the points. Uh, Rossi didn't have uh, a great race. No. Um, he got that, really juking with Vinales there near the end, didn't he? He was sort of battling it out with Vinales, the two, the two, the two Yamahas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess. Uh, look, you know, everyone has a, a bad race. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the the championship is ridiculously tight. Uh, it wasn't I, I don't think that this was the battle that we'd seen you know in past GPs uh, but you know don't get me wrong the battle between Folger and Marquez and uh, uh, Pedrosa you know it was still it was still a good battle it was still yeah. good to watch yeah you know? yeah so um, they, they've got a bit of a break now till uh, uh, 7th of August Mm. Yeah, seventh. Uh, they're in a bit of a hiatus, so Formula One will be taking one too after Silverstone. I think they're off for a month as well. So it's the summer, the summer in Europe. All right. So there hasn't been any pro mod action since uh, last episode. 
No, no pro mod racing. Uh, and in the radial world, we've got radial versus the world. Sweet 16, $101,000 shootout scheduled for March 23rd and 24th. Mm, yeah, I can't wait for this. We should try and get the duck on. I don't know if he would take our, take our interview, but the duck, Donald Long, as we know, has organised this race. So this will be after No Mercies in October, and then Lights Out will be in February, and this is kind of a month after Lights Out. I don't know whether we'd be able to keep up with the duck. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. <laughs> He'd just no. take over. He would He'd take be interviewing over. us. Yeah, I know. He would be he would be hosting the show. So it's a two thousand dollar buy in to this race, a hundred a hundred and one thousand dollars for the win. So we've heard a bit of trash talk already. Do you want to listen to that first or did you Well I just just want to do the quick sums here. So there's already sixty entered, which yeah, means they've already got three this morning. I checked. Sixty three. Yeah, so there's hundred and twenty six thousand dollars in the pot <laughs> yes. already. That's right, yeah. Yep. So, so Duck's Duck's already writing himself a check and he hasn't even got any any spectators yet. Uh, I, there's some there's some good there's some big names here. These are, I just pulled out of the sixty three I pulled out some some of the bigger names. Um, in no particular order, Stevie Fast. <laughs> in no particular order. <laughs> this is how they're gonna finish. <laughs> Stevie Fast first. <laughs> um Jeff Sidden, who's uh Stevie Fast I guess teammate you would call him. Dwayne oh, that's Mill- the, that's yeah. a nitrous car. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Dwayne Mills, the twin turbo Camaro, Marty Stinnett, Marty Stinnett, sorry, Taylor Laster, Barry Mitchell, Andrew Alepa, or Daniel Farris will be driving that car. That's my favourite, the twin turbo Corvette. Uh, Keith Haney in his um, nitrous Camaro, Mark Woodruff in his Corvette, Frankie Taylor. I don't know which car he's bringing there. Frankie the Madman Taylor. Yeah, Frankie Taylor. Is he going to just throw radials on the Corvette? I, 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 he hasn't announced which car he's bringing. Scotty Cannon's going as well. Jamie Hancock, Nick Agostino, Fletcher Cox in his Mustang, Kyle Hotel in his Corvette. That's an awesome car, that one, Kyle Hotel's car. Ryan Marnin of Street Outlaws fame in his twin turbo Camaro with the Fireball. Joey Albright. Now, Joey's actually no stranger to winning these races. He won uh, Lights Out, the last, the most recent Lights Out, and came runner-up at No Mercy. Which, is that the black Camaro? It's a black, it's a sort of dark maroon Monaro. It's a GDO. Oh, it's a GDO. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know the one. I yep. know the one, yep. Tom Bailey of uh, Drag Week fame, Ziff Hudson in his Mustang, and, of course, Kai Kelly from Street Outlaws, the New Orleans version. So they're just they're just a few names that I pulled out. There are there's obviously sixty three of them, but I've just pulled out some of the bigger names. So the trash talk started already. We're in this is in March. So let's just have a listen to Stevie Fast here. Stevie Jackson here. I've been getting phone calls all week about this Donald Duck hundred one thousand dollar win radio tire race coming up. So. I want to give everybody due notice, all you racers that may be thinking of attending, do not invest your house payment into getting into this deal. I don't want to hear any shenanigans in the driver's meeting, any words that have to do with things like split or reallocate. We're not going to shuffle the money around. We're not going to divide it, hack it, chop it, saute it. We're not going to divvy it up. We're not going to spread it around. We're not going to do anything. If y'all are coming to run this deal, be ready to come run for $101,000. I'd, I'd like to see someone saute or saute $100,000 one day. In reply to that, Keith Haney had this to say. 
I've been thinking about this race that I'm currently locked into because I ain't scared. And then I'm scrolling through the internet and I see Stevie Jackson post. Well, Stevie, I'm going to tell you something. I'm the least bit scared of you or your pimp, Phil Schuler. You heard me, your pimp. Y'all bring your asses to Valdosta in March. Now, I tried to calculate the days and minutes. There's 101,000 minutes equals 70 days. So we're a little further away than that. I think we're like 260 days away for you to think about me dragging your ass. So, get your shit together. KHR gonna be there. I'm gonna take 101,000 of y'all's ass. So Keith, Keith is um, fairly adamant that he the hundred and one thousand is his. Keith is actually comes across as a bit arrogant in that video, but he's actually um, he's actually quite a nice guy. Donates a lot of uh, time and money to charities in the Oklahoma region. He owns about seven Chevy, Dodge, and Chrysler dealerships. He's quite a well off, quite a well off gentleman. He looks about sixty five years old. I think he's my age. So <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's been a hard slog for Keith. It's been a hard forty years. <laughs> so he's bringing Enigma to to this to this race. Stevie Fast likes to call it the Enema. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see just how much these guys really go for i mean a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money and not to these guys <laughs> it's it's guys. probably not but to stevie fast <laughs> i reckon it's it's it would it probably helps him out but there's a couple of names further down nick, there that nick are, stevie fast has got a workshop full of rollers that are worth that much money yeah. <laughs> right? and that's that's a roller I mean, you know by the time you put a motor a transmission a dish center a tail shaft race pack etc etc in there you know i don't think 101,000 is a lot of money tim yeah. but don't forget he's sponsored by one of the richest yeah. families well, in yeah, on the planet that's true. so that's true. uh but the last time these guys trash talk this bad uh didn't someone else win yeah now that's right yeah well stevie <laughs> hasn't won a lights out or a no mercy for some time now and the same with keith keith has never won as well so um this is it is a little bit contrived what these two guys do yeah. but it's great for the sport because of course it is. it's it just it, it draws people in and it it'll you know gain our attention as well and it's a follow on effect too because mm. now that Stevie's racing uh, pro mod a lot of these fans will follow him across yeah. the promo. No, that's right. And up until now, Duck has always put his races on free. I won't say free to air, but it's free on the internet to watch live, um, which has been something that drag racing in the US is probably not akin to. So PDRA have started doing a bit of that. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before the NHRA need to start looking at that as well. So free to free on over the internet streaming over the internet. I'll be definitely glued to the internet on March 23rd and 24th. Well, speaking of radial racing, mm. uh, Australia's own Terry Singh, who uh, has got arguably Australia's quickest streetcar, having run 737 at 186 mile an hour with his HDT VC. I keep calling this car a VH but it's a VC, VC Commodore. Yeah. Beautiful car. Beautiful it is. Car. It is. And that's incredible numbers. The car is actually 
uh, from what I can understand, it is X275 legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, as in, it, it retains its original suspension mounting points and so on. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have claimed the 275 record, but I believe that this car is the only one that is even close to being mm. legal for 275 racing. Because if you read the X275 rules, they're actually pretty tough. Like, you're not allowed to relocate springs, you're not allowed to tub it, you know. Um, anyway, so uh, Terry decided that he wanted to, uh, you know, show the full potential of uh, his combination, and he bolted the uh, iron block. Uh, now, I believe that this is a factory GM iron block uh, engine. Yeah, so um, four bolt. Four bolt, block. yeah. Wow. So, so yep. it's like a truck block, mm. uh, GM block. He bolted into Les Winters '55 Chev um, and ran it at uh, what I believe is the, the the rerun of the Winters or something mm. like that. And uh, he went on to uh, what was it? Six seventy. Six seventy three. Six seventy three at one hundred ninety nine point nine four uh, mile an hour. Uh, making it the fastest four bolt LS in the world. So congratulations, Terry. Uh, he's been doing some amazing things. Uh, I can't remember the name of his business. Um, Paramount Performance, that's it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Terry and, and uh, the crew there. Now, Harry uh, Harry Haig from yep. Aussie Chevelle fame was telling me that he didn't have the boost wound up in it. Oh, okay. So... Um, Apparently, there's a lot more left in that. Mm. Uh, so who knows how quick, you know, maybe we'll get a new overall LS uh, world record. Who knows? Yeah. So on, on the subject of world records, mm. uh, there's been a lot of contention about the uh, the RB, uh, yeah. you know, who holds the official RB record. Right, so RB is in the, the uh, Nissan inline six-cylinder uh you know, that came out in the, the Skylines and and most notably in Australia in the VL Commodores. Um, massive following for the uh, uh, the RBs. And um, uh, Anthony Matuk um, has claimed for a long time to, uh, to be the quickest and fastest uh, in the RBs. Uh, and... He's run, I think, in the in the uh, the six seventies. Uh, officially, Mark Jacobson has gone six sixty three at two hundred and eleven mile an hour in his GDR. So when when confronted with this, Matuk uh, he said that um, he doesn't count that because that's a carbon car, right? So in in Matuk's eyes, you need to be running a, a steel bodied car now. So. He, he has claimed the record at 6.73, I think, right? Now, um, as you know, we follow what Dom Rigoli does because he does some pretty amazing stuff. Now, Dom's been mucking around with uh, Billy Rajab's 300ZX, which has got a um, RB engine, one of, one of Rigoli's, Tony Rigoli performs TRP uh, engines in it. And... They've run, you know, 690s, 680s with it. They've run big mile an hour, 213, mm. 214 mile an hour. But they haven't been able to get it, you know, to sort of be repeatable and consistent. So I've been working with Dom over the last couple of weeks with uh, four-link setups. We made the call to make some changes, some substantial changes to the rear end. And they went testing on the weekend. 
and uh, first run, and you were there. Yeah, I was standing there. right yeah. next to me when he ran. Mm. First run off the trailer, went a uh, six seventy three. Mm. Uh, I think it was two oh four. Mm. Right now, you hear all these turbo guys say it, but uh, as Dom, you know, lets me have a look at the data because we're working together on this one. Uh, it was on a, loo- a low boost, you know, setting. So they, they tried a few other things. They're just, you know, trying to get the setup right because I want the car to be right for Jamboree, right, which is coming up soon. And uh, they managed at the end of the day to run a, um, uh, a 672. Uh, and, and, you know, Dom said to me, well, and, and look, I don't, I don't need to take Dom's word for it. But looking at the data, there's a lot more left in the car. But the thing is, right, and this is what everyone needs to take into account, you want to talk about the steel body, blah, 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 blah. What you've got to realise is this car is sports modified legal, mm. right? So, okay, so, so for those that follow Andrew Drag Racing and understand super stock and the index system and how it works, okay? So the current record for the class that that car is legal for, it is 100% legal and was running that trim at this test and tune. The current record is 725 at 194 right which means under the index system if dom races the car in super stock or super comp or uh, super compact right he will have a second <laughs> under the index yeah i saw that i saw the index before so yeah it was yeah the index is there 775 775 he will have over a second under the <laughs> index right now it gets better. Like I said, I've seen the data, right? And I reckon that that car, and, and you know, that, that car did start off as a street car. It's Billy Rajab's car. It's got a factory firewall. It's got factory strut towers in it still, mm-hmm. right? Um, I reckon he's going to ta- take Mark Jacobson's record. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. I reckon he's going to go into 660s with it. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm going to call it. Right, mm. um, uh, you know the the thing is, you got to understand when you're pushing. No one's pushed RBs this hard before. Yeah. Right. So when you're pushing an RB that hard, there's always, you know, the possibility of some sort of failure. Mm. Okay. We've seen Matuk actually split his engine in half. Yeah. Right. Okay. Actually lifted the whole cylinder block mm. uh, off off the crank block. You know, like just just split it completely in half, turn it into two separate sections like a diesel. So. There's always that possibility, but I, I'm not going to be surprised if we see that car go into the 660s, if not into the 650s, so I'm calling it. Oh, wow. That'd be amazing, an RB. And, well, I mean, Dom's words to me were, I want to make sure I've got something for the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, two, two amazing... Uh, you know, records and hats off to Terry. Terry and Dom are actually uh, mates. Oh, okay. You know, yep. so uh, hats off to Terry and hats off to Dom. Mm. And um, I-, I wish both of you guys uh, uh, all the luck in the world. And uh, hopefully, you can, um, you know, just just so show people what uh, yeah what the little people can do. The ones that just chip away in the yeah, background. Yeah, you know? yeah. Speaking of chipping away, oh, you've been no, chipping away. Don't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I've, I've done less work on the Camry <laughs> than, than I have uh, before we even started working on the Camry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got uh, some videos of the, the Camry that we haven't put on the net yet. I'm not, I'm not comfortable putting them on the net because there's, there's a lot of work you've done 
we need some license plates for it. Yeah. Okay. So, so a few things we need to go through. Right. So the concept is, you know, as you know, Scott is building a taxi. It's an ex-taxi, mm. right? And our argument is, number one, they don't build Falcons anymore in Australia. They don't, we don't have an Australian car, right? Number two, the most popular car in Australia is a Camry. Mm. Number three, they use Camrys more than you know, Falcons and, and certainly Commodores for taxis nowadays, mm. right? Number four, the taxi industry is dead anyway. Ride share is the future. Yeah. Okay. So, so you were going to approach chauffeur, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I went down to the Uber office, right? Mm. And then I had a bit of a think about this. Okay. Yep. So Uber is is worldwide, right? And they skim twenty five percent off the top of the fare, mm. right? So if it's a ten dollar fare, they get two bucks fifty for really doing nothing when you think about it because you develop the app people use it mm. it's not really <clears throat> it's not like you've got a staff of millions you know looking after it okay so so what i reckon we need to do right number one is we need to register our own rideshare business oh yeah and i've, I've put some thought into this mm-hmm. right i think we need to call it fubar <laughs> right? and on the side we need to have a big f you underlined FUBAR underneath it FUBAR alright so we need license plates yep right so I've been talking to Harry mm. Aussie Chevelle about this and, and uh, we've come up with some ideas so Harry's come up with Uber Tubin so we've had some other ones that I can't <laughs> I can't say on there right um, uh, Cam Dry or cam camdry camdry c a m d r y oh yeah right yeah. uh v sucks <laughs> right for our kiwi contingent <laughs> um so uh not late was, was oh, another yeah. one it's not bad not late yeah, yeah. not bad uh uber gapped <laughs> oh yeah i like that one that's not bad <laughs> uber gapped uh, so, uh, Cam Gap. That's not bad as well. <laughs> right. So, the last thing Harry said to me was, look up what fish eats a barra. <laughs> right? Barracuda, obviously, yeah. right? And guess what eats a barracuda? A killer whale. All oh, right. So I was thinking orca. Yeah, that's that that augurs well with the Camry thing, doesn't it? Orca. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is what I'm going to suggest, right? We're going to have a little bit of a competition. Yeah. Okay. So we want everyone uh, email us, Facebook, whatever, for the ultimate license plates mm. for our rideshare Fubar yep. Turbo Camry. Yep. What do they win? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we haven't got anything to give yeah. it, so... <laughs> I think I can pull something out of the, the prize cupboard. I saw we'll something out. on the next podcast. Yeah, yeah I'll work something out. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. I like that. I like it that. can't be anything I'm, rude. Yeah, no, 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 because it won't get past licensing. And we're non-explicit on this podcast. You said in, you, you said that that car, that they ran 15.3, is that correct? 15.3, that's what, that's that's what he's claimed. It's pretty embarrassing. My Fairmont could only crack a 16.0, and that was 5 litre V8. I, I don't, I've got nothing how, for you. How sad is I, that? I'll tell you what well, is, uh, this is funny, right? So, SCM, as you know, they're, they're sponsoring us. I don't think Charlie knows that they're sponsoring us, but uh, 
<laughs> Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> so, but Charlie had, and this is the thing, when I went down there and said, oh, you know, we're trying to blah, blah, blah. They said, why don't you just buy a TRD camera to start with? Now, you know, Nick and I are both married, so we're poor, right? So <laughs> let's, get that, let's get that out there to start with. But um, Charlie had a TRD Orion, mm. right? And he took it to the track, mm. avid drag racer. 12.9. Yeah, it's a beautiful car too. He's, but that's crazy. Yeah, that's a dead yeah. standard. So at the same time, he had a HSV or mm. shortly after or, you know. Another, he, sold the, he sold the HSV for the Orion. Yeah, and I think mm. the HSV only ran like 13.7 or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, but that, that mode is completely different to the one yeah. that, that we're running. We're running a, it's a 1MZF. E, and I think they call them a five, five VZ FE or something like that. But apparently, that motor, uh, which is also available in the Prado, I think so. Yeah. Right? Uh, from what I've read, that's got a killer bottom end, like forged mm. pistons, killer rods, and uh, TRD makes a, a supercharger kit that bolts straight onto those. Mm. So um, you know, it would have been nice if we had the money to start with. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. like a $15,000 Camry instead of a $500 Camry, <laughs> but you get that. But anyway, and you know you know what I am disappointed about, Nick? Mm, Very that? disappointed. Uh, you put up a sneak pic of, oh. of the Camry uh, blowing the tyres off of it. Might have been just smoking mirrors. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been Photoshop. <laughs> that is legit. That is a legit... If you're looking on our Facebook page, that is a legitimate photo. And I'm still coughing because of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think we're halfway there because it can do a skid, mm. right? It did so, an awesome skid. So and it runs 15.3. <laughs> I can't believe it's seven tenths quicker than that 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 five liter I used to have. I mean, it says something about those motors, doesn't it? The Windsor. About the Windsor. Yeah, that Windsor I had five liter. That was a Windsor. Yeah, I don't, look, there's guys that reckon they run nines with unopened windows. <laughs> So, nah. Yeah, I'm telling you, there is a guy over east that's got a apparently unopened Windsor, right, with two turbos on it, and it's still running the BTR four-speed transmission, and he, he, he claims he's running 990s with it. Mm, okay. Well, Look, there's, I, I don't there's, want to dispute it, but... There's, w- there's eight-second stock bottom end LS's out there Nick. Yeah. maybe I had a dud then because that's the best <laughs> I remember I went down to the track one night and I could not get into the 15's I left there so disappointed did it do a burnout yeah, yeah it did a burnout it was not a bad it, didn't, it did alright did you burnout. take the spare tyre out no I didn't I didn't take it I didn't take <laughs> it out so that was the problem but anyway <laughs> spare tyres were 5 tenths mate <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with yeah I should have taken the spare out all right. Um, oh, Valentino Rossi. He's put his signature on a new Ford Ranger. Oh, yes. The yes, VR46. Right. It Look, I mean, to be honest, I love the Ford Rangers. This one doesn't look that much different to the standard Wildtrak or XLT. Um, they've got... It's still the standard motor. They haven't changed anything there. Uh, it's got 18-inch rims with BF Goodrich tyres, stainless steel exhaust system, uh, a dual outlet stainless steel stainless steel exhaust uh, seven and a half, seven let me start again a 1.75 inch Petters lift kit um Ooh. 
yeah. whole inch and three quarters. Yeah. So look, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing really must outstanding. Look like a, must look like a trophy truck being jacked that high. It, it, no, it doesn't even. No, not really. <laughs> no. Look, listen, but I just listen. thought it was really interesting that Valentino's sort of. Uh, He's doing a bit of that lately, sort of signing or aligning himself with Ford Motor Vehicles. So he probably built a new garage and needs to put more stuff mm, in it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got about forty BMWs in there, isn't he? Uh, listen, don't worry about the the VR. I've got some breaking news. Mm, what's that? I actually completely forgot about this. Breaking I've news. heard a rumor. Mm. I've heard a rumor that um, Tickford mm. that they're offering performance upgrades for Ford vehicles in the same manner as Walkinshaw do. Yeah. Okay. So you can go to your local Tickford uh, WA specialist mm. and he will fit uh, lift kit, wheels, uh, tune to your uh, Ford Ranger, Ranger yep. or your uh, Mustang. Supercharger yeah, okay. kits, uh, yeah, a lot of gear, exhausts, etc., uh, etc., et suspension components. So, um, yeah, keep your eye out for that one because... Uh, that is uh, hot off the press, and I believe that a WA distributor has been announced. Oh, really? You know who it is, but you can't say. That's I, I probably can say, but no. I'm not going to say. No, 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 that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> well, no, we'll, 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 uh, we, won't, we won't disclose that here. All right, well, we'll put a close on this podcast. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Um, if you want to comment, like share our page do all that on facebook yeah and make sure you you know check out the photo of the camry doing a burning yeah <laughs> also support our sponsors that are helping us with that as well that's that's the, the one thing i forgot so yeah support sem they're helping us out with this um also support shift kits australia jamie he's helping us out with this as well keys transmission uh paul's helping us out all fast talk converters the guy that sits right opposite me he's obviously you know mac one air conditioning mac one Kiwi air con- mac. yep um and is there anyone else i've may have forgotten uh talk and power podcast yeah the talk and power <laughs> podcast oh yes yes uh billy goat mechanical We'll put them all on our website and Facebook page. So support those businesses as best you can um, because they're, they're helping us out as well. All right. Well, we'll draw a line through this one. You got anything else? That's Nothing else? Another the the groundbreaking news? <laughs> no, no. I think I've, I've, I've really... We, we knocked the ball out of the park. Right at the start, really, with our apologies. So, anyway, you can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on our website, www.talkandpower.net. You can also find us on iTunes, Podbean, uh, and SoundCloud. All right, Simon, take care. See you on the street. See you, mate. Talk of Power stresses all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.